Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the 52 Hike Challenge podcast. I'm Carla. I'm Philip. And we are very excited to bring you our second podcast to our series. And today we're going to talk to Philip all about his weight loss story. A lot of people have reached out to us and they're very inspired and moved. Um, in addition to just being motivated by your story, Philip, um, we've been very open and we've shared in the beginning um, how you've lost 80 pounds and kept them off through hiking. Mm -hmm. So today I'm going to be interviewing you and I'm going to be asking you some questions and, you know, getting, you know, I want everyone to get to know you a little bit better. Sure. So the first thing I want to know is, um, why don't you just go ahead and talk to us a little bit about your, your story and maybe go a little more in depth and tell us about where you were, where, where you've been and how you got there. Well, it's been a long road actually. And, uh, you know, I started out being overweight. I was uh, behind a desk job and I was uh, really not enjoying my life that much. I was uh, really overweight in the sense that I was uh, sweating all the time. I had a very large gut. I had to sit down to tie my shoes. And I just felt like this wasn't life. This wasn't what I really wanted in my life. I was 25 years old wearing a back brace and I wasn't able to really, you know, um, have that flexibility and have that ability to go places that I really want to, like hiking mountains, for example. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, what was it that kind of got you off the couch, so to speak? Because I think that's a lot of people are struggling and, you know, they they see themselves in these situations or they, they know they're overweight, but actually doing something about it is a whole different story. Well, I definitely knew that the life I was living really wasn't worth living at that moment. I know it sounds very sad to say something like that, but I knew I needed to make a change. And I knew that if I kept going in my current life, that I would probably die of obesity. I'd probably die of a heart attack or some other ailment that was uh, really just inhibiting the way that I should be living life. Wow. So I was actually watching TV. I saw Oprah. And, uh, um, you know, she actually had a really good show. Uh, she had a person named Eric Weimeyer. He is a uh, blind man who was the first man to stand on all seven summits. And I thought that this was really cool. This was actually really inspiring for me because here's a man who was not able to see. And uh, I had all my ability. I had perfectly good legs, perfectly good arms, good eyes. I had no excuse. I had no reason why I should be sitting there feeling like I can't do something when clearly people with disabilities are accomplishing great things. Yeah. And um, by the way, I mean, just touching on Oprah, uh, she's one of my inspirations. And I was really lucky to get to see her this past week. And, you know, I, I really connect with, you know, that inspiring movement. And that's what we're trying to do here. You know, we really want to get people out there and just snap, you know, like, mm -hmm. hey, I can... I can do this too. So anyhow, shout out to Oprah, but, <laughs> sure. but you know, going back to what you're saying. So basically you're sitting there, you're like, I'm done. I'm just, I'm tired of this. And what was the next 
well, I mean, what did you do after that? I mean, you're sitting here, you're going from being overweight and all of a sudden you have this epiphany. I think really seeing uh, this blind man uh, accomplish so much really made me look back and say, you know, what's wrong with me? What's, what, what kind of excuse? It just uh, felt very real. Uh, you know, I was living in self-denial for a long time and, you know, you can, you can play self-denial with yourself all the time. But when reality hits and, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, did I really do the best I could? And you realize you, you have a lot more that you can do. That's where you find that inner strength to go out and actually make that happen, make that change happen. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's awesome to hear that you were able to kind of pull yourself out of that. And how, let me ask you something though. How long were you overweight for? And and when did you start? Like how many years? It was a gradual process. I was, uh, actually a weightlifter and I was, uh, gaining a lot of muscle while I was in high school. I was playing football. So I was actually active before, but I was very muscular, very, um, thick. And I, stopped working out when I got a desk job and all that muscle turned to fat. And then of course I just kept eating like I was working out, which didn't help me at all. So that really packed on the weight. And I, you know, I really felt like, um, I felt like, uh, I was a little bit defeated to be honest with you. I felt like I was in this job and I, I, I just kept making up excuses about, I have to do, I have deadlines, I have all this stuff, and I just wasn't making time for myself anymore. Yeah, I like what you said. Um, I think it's so easy for us to use excuses in anything we're doing in life, whether it's going out and, you know, spending a little time on the things that we really want to do for ourselves and accomplish. It's easier to say, I'm busy. I can't do this because I have the kids or because... Uh, work or and all of that so you know one of the things we want to touch on is you know the excuse side like I guess what I heard at this conference I was at today when the pain is greater than the pain then you're gonna change Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of what happened to you right like you were just sick and tired and you were just yeah definitely you know um going through that transition process was not pretty I think it's I think you kind of have to hit that all-time low before you actually bounce back up. And to me, that all-time low was, I was just sick of it. I was just really sick and tired of my current life. And I desperately needed change. And that was my journey too. You Mm -hmm. know, going through my divorce, it was like, I was so tired of just not being happy. And I knew that I couldn't be in that situation any longer. So I can relate on on that situation where... You know, something's just so bad that you, you, you just can't imagine living like that another day. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see that we both can relate on that end where we've both kind of hit rock bottom and then kind of figured out oh, that we had the power to change. Mm-hmm. Right. And everyone who's listening today, if you're going through something, you have the power to make a change tomorrow, today. You, you, you really do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. So, okay. So you're, you're telling me this, how you, you know, you're, you're working, you're making excuses, you're getting tired. And so obviously now, now you have to really do something. So tell me a little bit about once, 
what was your first day like? Or I mean, once you had that mentality, what was, what were the steps? What did you do next? Well, I really had an idea that I would uh, get to a certain point in my life where I would uh, be fit. And so I thought of myself as actually, or I saw myself climbing Mount Whitney. And uh, Mount Whitney, I said, well, you know, um, I had no idea what was, what was it going to take. But I just thought to myself, if I could hike up to the top of Mount Whitney, then I'd be in pretty good shape. So I've set myself up to hike this mountain. I went to uh, get the permit. I got the permit. It was uh, like 10 months in advance. Uh, this was uh, kind of like a New Year's resolution thing I had. And I went ahead and uh, booked that permit for October 4th. And I, I knew I had to train. I knew I had to get in shape for those next 10 months. And so that began the journey. And, wow. um, you know, I went to, I actually started out going to the gym because, uh, as I mentioned, I was overweight and I couldn't put that much stress on my knees. So I did non-weight-bearing exercises like sitting on the stationary bike and pedaling and then I also did the elliptical because you know that wasn't you know very stressful and at that time I I was not able to run so um you know I just it was just very it was just too difficult for me so the elliptical machine I did that for about 30 minutes each so about an hour uh five days a week and uh really my ultimate goal was to leave with my shirt completely drenched it was it was not about showing up and, um, you know, putting in a half-assed workout. You know, I really wanted to, you know, make a difference. I wanted every minute to count. And I felt like if I was going to get sweaty, I might as well, you know, get really sweaty and (laughs) maximize my time. Awesome, awesome. So, okay, so now you're at the gym. You set your big goal, which was Mount Whitney, which Mm -hmm. I think is really important for anyone who's starting a journey like this, a weight loss or a change journey. You have to have an end goal. Without the end goal, you really don't, you have nowhere to target. Um, There's just, it's easier to fall off the bandwagon, I guess you could say. Absolutely, absolutely. And And you set a deadline. I mean, I love that because that's really, that goes hand in hand with, success you set a big goal and you actually put a date and you set an october date as the date you were going to climb this mountain yep so had you hiked before solop not very much i hiked a little bit i started out with some easy hikes uh went with my friends uh basically they invited me they were in a lot better shape than me i was always a slow one and i actually intentionally put my camera in my backpack (laughs) Because then I could use it as an excuse uh, to stop and actually get my camera out and say, oh, I'm taking photos. And they would say, come on, Philip, hurry up, you know, or they would say things like, stop taking so many photos, <laughs> you know, you're slowing us all down. But I was huffing and puffing. It was tough. Yeah. And yeah. I was I was embarrassed, to be honest, you and, know. And you know what? I really want to tell everyone out there who is on this journey, who's joining meetup groups, don't be afraid to be honest Mm -hmm. because when someone comes to me and says, Hey, I'm afraid I'm not at your level. I can tell them like, don't worry about it. Like I'm going to wait for you. It's okay. And I think a lot of times, a lot of people who are starting off, they're so afraid of being slow, but the truth is, is no one, no one cares. Like 
we're here to support each other. So I think that even though, yes, it was embarrassing for you, I think if you had opened up and truly said to one of your friends, hey, look, I'm I'm struggling and I just need you to be patient with me, Mm -hmm. I know that they would have understood. You know, when I think back on it now, or when I see other people who are uh, heavy set and going on hikes with us at our beginner group, you know, it actually is a bit inspiring, actually. I look back and I think, here's someone who I know is going through a lot of work, putting in a lot of effort, and, you know, they're doing it. They're actually going to see that change, and it actually kind of excites me, and it makes me relive my journey and you know, all the accomplishment that goes with it once you lose the weight. So that's that's the beauty, too. Yeah. Sen- and since we're talking, so you, you got started. Um, we did have some questions. Uh, for example, um, how long and how far did you first hike when you, when you first got started? And maybe yeah. walk us through the journey of, like, how you went from starting to, like, the point where you actually started increasing so it started out with uh, my friends, and my friends would take me out hiking. I, I really was kind of uh, afraid of going out by myself or even embarrassed to go out with other people, and I kept bugging them to take me hiking. They would take me out for you know probably something like four miles, six miles. I remember doing some hikes in Griffith Park, and I felt like they were still pretty challenging, even though they weren't as hilly. I don't remember them being really... Uh, steep inclines, but back at the in the day, they felt like a lot. And, um, you know, I kept bugging them every time to take me out hiking again and again after that. And, you know, their schedule wasn't really, you know, <laughs> according to uh, whenever I felt like going. So after about a year, I would say, um, I actually got into you know, got the courage to go out and actually start doing it myself. Actually, you know, hiking by myself, hiking with starting to seek out some groups. And, you know, to me, again, this may sound a little bit strange, but for those people who are a bit heavyset might be able to relate a lot more. Um, I really kind of wanted to lose weight, you know, on my own in my own privacy. I, again, the embarrassment factor And the woods was actually a better way for me to hide. You know, if I was to walk around the streets, I didn't want people to see the fat guy. I wanted to kind of hide away behind the woods where no one else could see me. Wow. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um, You know, well, thanks for sharing and opening up. And in addition, you know, uh, you know, how did you how did you stay motivated in this time where you're starting off and you're like, starting your journey because it's so easy to start something but then not finish it so i actually tried a couple supplements before and uh, i would lose 20 pounds and then i would stop taking the supplement and all of a sudden i gained 30 pounds back and then i would uh, take some more supplements and i lose like another 10 or 20 pounds And then, uh, you know, my heart felt like it was going to explode. I felt very uncomfortable. Uh, A lot of the stuff had ephedrine at the time. And uh, and then I would get used to it, and then I would start gaining the weight back. And so I just said, you know what, forget it. This is not, it's not going to come in a pill form. It has to deal with me going out and digging in 
and really working out hard. I felt like I was going to work out or I was going to die trying. Nice. Wow. Um, Jen, she's one of our challengers. She wanted to know if you ever gave up, like, especially in the beginning, Yeah. you know? You know, and uh, there were definitely times before when I gave up, but once I set that goal of getting to the top of Whitney, no, I didn't. You know, I, w- I w- actually set up some, also, I set up some fun hikes in between. You know, getting to Whitney wasn't just all about the hard work. It was about going to um, Half Dome and actually then going to the um, Carlsbad Caverns to go caving. And I set up all these, like, fun hikes all in between yeah. that really made it fun to go yeah. do that. Now, of course, I, I went to Whit, uh, excuse me, I went to uh, Mount Baldy, and it was uh, in June, and I tried going up there, and I I realized how hard it was. That was my first time actually trying to go up a mountain, and here I am with the permits in my hand for October, going to the top of Whitney, and and in June I I couldn't make it to the top. I wow. actually had to turn back. Yeah, and, and speaking of which, so I. You know, I've just basically said, you know what, I, I temporarily, um, you know, I had to come back down the mountain. It was getting too dark to proceed. It was just getting unsafe. But I, but I said that I would return. And I returned on my birthday in July. <laughs> and I summited on my birthday. And it was the greatest feeling ever. Oh, and is that what started the, uh, I must be on a mountain on my birthday? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> love it, love it. So that's, uh, that's, why don't you tell them about that a little bit really quickly? Well, I really like it because, you know, I think when I first started that, when I, when I summited on my birthday, it was a matter of, it was just the first available day that I can go back and actually do it. But getting to the top on my birthday really made me think, hmm, you know, if I can do this on every birthday... That'd be awesome. You know, if I can get to the top of the mountain when on my 80th birthday, <laughs> I think that'd be super cool. So And it helps you stay fit, right? It does. Because you always say... Yeah, and, I, and hey, you always remember your birthday, right? And so you know when it's coming and, you know, you got to keep pushing yourself. You got to say... stay fit. Exactly. It helps you stay fit. Exactly. So, you know, you talked about how you didn't make it to Whitney and, I mean... Baldy. T- I'm sorry, Baldy, I'm I apologize, Baldy the first time. And, you know, we've also had some challengers talk about not making it to one of their, you know, peaks or summits that they're looking forward to making it. And, uh, you know, they get discouraged. I mean, what do you, what, tell me what you want to tell people that they don't make it because it's happened to you. Yeah, right. And, you know, to be honest, you know, there are a lot of factors where you would want to turn back around uh, notably the weather, you know, the mount, just realize the mountain is always there. You know, so many people get the summit fever and they feel like they have to go to the top at all costs. Yeah. And unfortunately that, that doesn't end very well for a lot for, I shouldn't say for a lot, but for some people. Yeah. Um, now, you know, when I didn't make it to the top of Baldy, I knew that I'd come back. I didn't, you know, it, it was a safety issue. That's Wonderful. why I came back. Yeah, definitely. I've even had that experience myself. You know, I went to the Grand Teton and we were within 300 feet of the summit and we had really bad weather. And I just knew 
thankfully, because I learned from you, you know, better be safe than sorry. So we had to come down. And in my opinion, it's all about the journey. And that's life, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to have moments where we're going to fall. And Mm -hmm. all we need to know is that we're going to get back up and we're Mm going to try again. Yeah, you know, another thing that really helped me actually was this long-term vision. And the long-term vision, so we live in a society where we just have instantaneous gratification all the time. And, um, you know, if things are a little bit hard, then we tend to give up. But, you know, knowing that if I just kept working out, if I lost two pounds a week for, you know, and I just kept losing two pounds a week, after a while, I would eventually get to where I wanted to go, you know, and just realizing that. And that, that is, by the way, probably the, um, I think one of the better advices I can give is just seeing that you'll eventually get there. You just got to keep going, okay? Um, and, 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 and just as a rule of thumb, two pounds a week is actually uh, a pretty good amount. Wow. Yeah. I mean, usually you lose about one pound a week, but two is you're working hard and you're dieting too. Nice. So you are here at Baldy. You didn't make it. And then you come back, you summit on your birthday and then what what happens in, within this time frame, which is July to October? Oh, I kept on going. You know, that's when I went to uh, Yosemite. And, of course, I did some all their small hikes in between. But I was always hitting the gym. I was hitting the gym harder and harder. I mean, I hit the gym. I would say I turned it up a notch when I failed the first time in June. And I hit it with a vengeance because I wasn't going to turn back. Nice. When I went back in a month later. So tell me about Mount Whitney. I mean, were you scared? Were, did you go by yourself? How was that? Well, actually, I went with a group, and it was uh, four of us, and uh, we decided to camp. So we took a couple days in camping, and uh, we actually hit some bad weather in October. It's actually a, a pretty um, – it's starting to get at the end of the season – where you'll start getting into some snow and stuff like that. And we actually did get caught in a uh, snowstorm. So we actually had to hunker down and actually uh, uh, ration food for, (laughs) uh, yeah, we took an extra day, an unplanned extra day. So, um, and uh, I remember waking up that uh, fourth day and I said, you know what, time to go to the summit. And we hurried, you know, we, we went as fast as we could and, um, made it to the summit, came back down. It was start, it started snowing again. And so we had to hurry real quick because our tracks were getting lost in snow and, you know, it was starting to get dark too. So we knew we had to get back down. We ended up sleeping at uh, uh trail camp at 12,000 feet. And, uh, yeah. Well, I want to know more about how it felt when you were on top of the mountain after building yourself up for, Many months. I mean, here you are, you go from seeing this guy on Oprah yeah. on top of this mountain, and then you get to this point where you, you actually build yourself up to, to the point where you made it to Mount Whitney, and that was your seven, you know, that was your summit. That was your you know, big deal. I think that I had that vision of me standing on top of the summit, and when I got there, 
it was I I had already been there in my mind, mm. and so for me getting to the top, I knew I was gonna get there, and I knew that I I was fit and I was able to get there. So I just kind of put one step in front of another and just made it to the top. Once I got there, of course, it was beautiful. Took a lot of great photos, and <laughs> uh, you know I was I was happy to finally get there. But you know it's. It's hard to be happy at 14,500 yeah, because, true. <laughs> you know, it's pretty uh, low oxygen up there. And Yeah. Were so, you proud of yourself? Oh, for sure. Cool. For sure. I think that it doesn't really hit you until when you get back. Done. And, you know, you're looking at the photos and you're th- saying, wow, that was amazing. It's o- It always happens like that second day, you know, after getting back and you're like, I, I can't wait to go again. Yeah. So... Another thing that you touched on that I really love and that I believe has allowed me to get to a point of success is the visualization. So you visualized yourself and whatever we want in our lives, whatever it is, wherever we want to go, we need to be able to master that visualization because it's such an important part and aspect to being where we, you know, to, to actually making it to that place. So anyone out there who, again, if you're in this mode of you want to make a change, you actually have to take part in that by visualizing where you want to go, how you feel when you're, how you're going to feel when you get there. That, that's one of the keys to success. Do you want to add anything to, to that point? Well, I definitely think that you're spot on. You know, having that goal is really important, even in maintaining the weight loss. You know, I find myself, if I don't have a goal, I start slumping a little bit. Um, uh, I won't be as motivated to go for that workout. But having that goal and having that visualization and a little bit of a fear, actually, you know, helps me train harder. So I always want to train you know, for the worst case scenario, you know, I always kind of uh, imagine myself, what if I get caught in a snowstorm and, you know, I need to muster an extraordinary amount of, uh, you know, strength to get out. And so I need to build myself up to that. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I don't think we're going to get into too much of what happened after the weight loss. Um, because I want to save some of the juicy stuff for another episode. <laughs> but we do know, well, I, I'd like to share, you know, that you not only got to Mount Whitney, but after that, you lost a lot more weight. Oh, yeah. How much weight did you lose after that? And how long did that take? Well, the first 10 months of my training, I lost 40 pounds. By the time I reached Whitney, I lost 40 pounds. And then after Whitney, I was hooked. And I wanted to kept, keep going, and so I lost another 40 pounds. And uh, that I think that total journey was about two years. And so um, anybody out there who's looking to lose weight and, uh, you know, just realize it takes time. But, yeah. you know, each and every week that I lost weight was I, I just felt stronger. You know, not only was I putting in the physical exercise that was making me stronger, but I was losing the weight. So it's like, think of like this backpack that's holding you down. It's just on you all the time. And then you're able to take out a pound or two and you just feel so much lighter, you know, and so much stronger. 
And I have to say, you know, once you reach that goal weight, you know, you'll be, you'll be the strongest that you've ever been in your life. Wow. And from that, you actually ended up not only climbing hundreds of mountains, but you also climbed one of the seven summits, yep. which is a pretty, pretty big deal in my book, at least. It is. And uh, we'll, we'll leave the juicy stuff for another <laughs> episode, but uh, which, one, which one was that? That was Aconcagua. That's the uh, highest mountain in the Western Hemisphere. At Down. how many feet? 22,841 feet. Oh my gosh. Just thinking about the altitude makes me sick. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, okay. More on very, that one. very cool. So uh, we, we want to, before we, before we finish our podcast, I really want to give our listeners, you know, some tips for success and staying fit. And I know you had some oh, yeah. items prepared for us today and that you wanted to share. And, you know, obviously we would love to hear from you. So if you have any more questions or if we can help you in any way, shape or form, you know, please leave us a comment. Um, and we would love to maybe have a recap on this. Uh, if you guys want to leave us a message, um, we'll, we'll be setting a phone number up so that you can do that. And, um, without further ado, Philip, why don't you give us some of your tips on sure. staying fit? Sure. Well, um, I have quite a few, but uh, I'll try to go through them kind of quickly. Uh, you know, definitely make a uh, schedule to work out three to four times a week, okay, for at least 30 minutes uh, each, each time. And, uh, you know, I know it may sound like a lot with our business schedules, but if you really think about it, you know, human beings weren't meant to live in cubicles or sit on couches and atrophy. I mean, we were born as these uh, hunter-gatherers. We were we come from this uh, ability to go out and um, be physically active for like 16 hours a day. So if you think about it, 30 minutes is not asking a lot. So, uh, and the reason why I also say it's better if you do four days a week because you're actually working out more if you think about the seven days, you're actually working out more than less in the week, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, be, it I've noticed that that's actually the cusp. You know, after four days a week, I feel more um, healthier. I feel more energized. When I'm working out three times a week, I feel a little bit lethargic still. I feel like I'm kind of, uh, you know barely getting through the workout yeah, and it's it's a lot of true. it's a lot of work you know so staying so doing more of it uh that's i would say that's the number one and then uh number two is to eat moderately and frequently you know we, a lot of the times um i i don't cook and i'm so glad that carla does <laughs> uh but you know um I would go out to restaurants and uh, they tend to give you a pretty big portion when you go to restaurants. So I would cut that in half as I was losing my weight. uh, These are some of the tips. I would cut that in half and I would eat half a meal. Now, I wasn't necessarily full, but I wasn't super hungry. Right. And I knew that I would eat that other half in about an hour or two. And so that really helped me because... You know, when we stuff ourselves, we, we always regret it. But if you eat it enough to where you're always hungry, a little bit hungry, then your metabolism is just going. And because you're eating frequently, your metabolism is 
always churning and actually um, helping you uh, digest that food. Uh, the other thing I want to mention, of course, as I said about Carla's home-cooked meals is obviously eat healthier, okay? <laughs> it, it doesn't help if you eat six pizza meals a, yeah. a day, you know, that's definitely not going to work, even if there are smaller portions. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you definitely got to eat healthier. And some of that might include a lot of fiber. I did a lot of uh, carrots. I did a lot of apples. I did yogurt. I did, I made my own sandwiches for lunch. Yeah. Um, some of those things really helped out. Uh, also, drinking a lot of water. Sometimes yeah. we feel, when we feel hungry, we're actually just thirsty. Yeah. So I would drink uh, 64 ounces, eight cups of water. Yeah. And for those of you also, that's also a half a gallon of water a day. Yeah. And I want to add to that, especially if you're getting outdoors and hiking, you have to stay hydrated. Yep. I have a lot of issues with hydration. And if I don't literally drink tons of water before a hike, I I go out for the hike and I put my body through a lot. I'm literally sick, you know, just from that. So um, the other tip for you lovely ladies out there who want to stay young and, you know, beautiful. I actually recently read a article that talked about how water is what actually keeps us looking young. It's hmm. the lack of water in our cells that create a lot more of the wrinkles and, you know, a lot more puffiness and so anyhow I I just I was inspired to drink more water because I'm like hey I don't want to like have wrinkles so if my if my body and my skin is hydrated then you know that's gonna cause less of the lines so anyways this is more for the my lovely ladies out there but Phil keep keep going you know I I just had to jump in on that well us men won't probably want (laughs) to get rid of all those wrinkles too Um, you know, um, not eating late at night. That's a interesting one because, you know, when you eat late at night, your digestive system is working and it doesn't allow you to get that well-rested sleep. And what happens if you don't get that well-rested sleep, you actually wake up the next morning tired. And if you're tired, your body needs energy. Where does it get the energy from sugar and from foods? So what happens is you end up eating more just to kind of stay awake, you know, you're putting more carbs in your body, you're, you're hungry for sugars, and that's all the bad stuff, you know? And so it creates this domino effect of uh, you're, you're eating late. And by the way, when you eat late at night and you go to sleep, your metabolism, metabolism slows down. So you're, all that food that you just put in your stomach, it doesn't digest. It actually gets stored as fat. So mm. that's, a, that's kind of a big one. Uh, you know, don't deny your cravings, uh, plan on working out so that you can deserve that one donut, not, not the dozen. Uh, but you know, you should definitely treat yourself. And I remember reading a book one time talking about having one day a week is your, uh, cheat day. And I think that, you know, Hey, we're, we're going to be social, you know, we're going to have birthday parties. We're going to have, events where there's going to be cake, where there's going to be barbecue ribs, where there's going to be whatever, you know, your crutches, but whatever bad food is going to be at that weekend. And, you know, make it a Saturday or make it a Sunday, whichever day it is, you know, and, you know, have that cheat day. But, you know, definitely pack in a couple more uh, calories burned, you know, um, 
you know, I make sure that I would uh, work out, for example, before going to an event that I knew that I was going to eat at. Um, so that's also another nice tip. You know, um, I want to also mention that, you know, in finding time, you know, it's uh, difficult because there's always that TV series that we want to watch. You know, we always want to, you know, keep up with the Kardashians or something of that sort. <laughs> what about keeping up with Instagram? Sure, yeah, that's all that's, that's true. Well, I mean, the reality is, I mean, look, before I lost weight, some of the things I did is I ate all day and I and I watched, seriously, I, and I watched movies at night. I would watch movies. I'd come home and I'd turn on the TV and I'd watch them. And, you know, I reflect on that now and I think, yeah, they were entertaining at the time, but do I really remember them and does it really matter? Did it really make a difference in my life? No. Yeah. But those things that did make a difference was actually turning it off, turning off the TV and going out and exercising. I know it sounds uh, pretty crazy, but, you know, I actually don't watch TV anymore. Every once in a while I'll watch a movie, of course. But, um, you know, I don't get sucked into a lot of those series. Or I should say, I should take that back and say I have sacrificed and put those aside so that I can be fit. Right. And we so don't even own a TV in this household. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe we do, but we don't really watch it. So, I mean, I, Movies. I def yeah, I mean, we watch a movie here and there, but I think it's yep. really important and it helps. Yeah, there's always going to be give and take, but, you know, you have to make this a priority and there's definitely going to have to be things you have to cut out of your life so that you can stay fit. Yeah, period. and make space. That's period. what it's that's, all about, making yep. space. Yep, and it, it's worth it. It's well worth it. Absolutely. Is there anything else, Phil? Did you kind of touch on what you wanted to... I think for the, the, I think those were kind of the healthy tips. I mean, there's definitely some mental tips I would, uh, you know, recommend, like keeping a running log or a hiking log. Uh, we actually have that on our website. And uh, seeing that on a daily basis really helped me. So I would put that next to my bed. And whenever there was more than two days that I didn't work out, you know, I saw that gap. And it not on, you know, don't put on your smartphone or put it on a digital device, but actually print it out and actually write it out so you can see where those gaps are, where those gaps of not working out are. And, you know, it really helps motivate you. And it helps you feel like, gee, I need to go out for my, for my hike or for my workout. And uh, some of the other things I did is I kept my shoes out by the bed and I would pretty much trip over them, okay? So kind of a reminder of, hey, I got to go for my workout. And, um, you know, always having that constant reminder that I need to work out. Not, I mean, not to, this, not to the effect of, um, you know, that uh, I have to work out, but more like, um, you know, this is something good for me and I, I want to work out. Yeah. Now, I, I will say one more thing for those other people out there who, you know, can't seem to find the motivation to go and guess what? Uh, I'm one of them too. Uh, about 80% of the time, and, I, and I'd say that this is pretty accurate over the decade uh, that I've lost the weight, it still, uh, there's a good amount of time where I just don't feel like going. Yeah. And I, what I do is I tell myself, I secretly lie to myself, and I say, <laughs> I'm just going to go out for a real easy hike. And I just go for a walk, and I'll usually start out 
walk in the first mile, mile and a half. And then by that time, I kind of get warmed up and I feel like, hmm, you know, I'm already out here. I might as well get a workout in. And so then I start picking up the pace and now I do trail runs. So then I start running. Um, But I would still say it's hard. It's hard all the time. So, um, you know, don't feed into it. Yeah. And, and, And don't feel the effects of being lazy and, you know, don't feel those effects of it being hard. Be very focused and intentional about actually, you know, working out hard, knowing that you're going for a workout. I love leaving it on the note of intention because that was something that Oprah said Mm -hmm. and really, really makes things very easy and clear. When you have an intention for your day, today my intent is to get a 30-minute workout in, um, you know, call X client, you know, make sure that I, you know, go pick up the gift for Tom or whatever. You, you have something that you're working towards. It's very clear. So every day, wake up with an intention for that day. And that helps you keep clear of all the other, you know, all the clutter that can yeah. come into your day to day. And it's very easy to get off, you know, off focus or yeah. it's, it's easy to lose focus because so many things want our attention. Yeah. But yeah. So, so, um, you know, in closing, you know, take photos of yourself, of your progress. Yes. You know, I think that's really important. I think that, uh, you know, lo and behold, that you're actually going to go on an amazing journey. You know, you may not realize it at the moment, when, especially when you're in it, but, you know, you're going to look back on this and you're going to say, wow, I'm really glad I did something for myself and I actually put myself in a better scenario. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to love the, the new body that the you're new in. you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm really excited for, you know, hearing about the, your stories and your journeys. And, uh, you know, with that, I'll leave it to Carla to close us out. Yeah. Thank you so much, Philip. I really appreciate you being open with everyone. I think that what I've learned is the more stories and the more open we are, it, it allows other people to not feel so alone. So yep. I want to thank you for sharing that with everyone and we're, 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 we're good. We are excited to, you know, have another podcast and, uh, on the next podcast, I think we're going to jump into something fun, maybe some fun trails. We can talk sure. about Mount Whitney or something fun like that, but sure. we'll be coming up with a lots of cool content. So make sure to check in and it was wonderful spending the day, uh, chatting about your weight loss. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Carla.